What's going on, Wolves? I wanted to give a proper introduction because I recorded the conscious conversations completely out of order. So you're going to be hearing things where it's like, oh, another episode. This is the first official episode. Okay, Wolves, I was super excited. I didn't know where I wanted to start off at. And I honestly um, sat with myself, meditated on the idea until something made sense. Uh, and this is why we have this first episode that you're about to hear. Just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. Please make sure you follow all my guests. And of course, you're following and you're subscribed to this podcast as well. All right, Wolves, together in moonlight. Mwah. What's going on, Wolves? It's Lotus Aloba here bringing you another episode of Conscious Conversations with Lo. As all episodes, I am extremely excited. I just just get used to this context because I'm always excited to talk to these women because they are incredible human beings. And I am so lucky to be able to talk to them on a daily basis and to be able to bring their excellence, their zone of genius here for you to learn from. So get ready because I have the beautiful Portia Boston here. And I just want to give you a quick introduction as to who she is and why she is on this episode. And then we're going to just talk about how we met, talk about what she has going on and what she's very passionate about, and just have a really good conversation. So as always, make sure you have your notebook or your pens because gems will always be dropped on these episodes. I do not want you to miss out on the divine downloads. All right, <clears throat> let's get into it. Portia is a wellness, inclusivity, and diversity educator based in Brooklyn, New York. What's up, Brooklyn? Hey. <laughs> she is a nationally accredited, certified fitness expert and has led DEI, which is Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Masterclasses, and trainings for large-scale and boutique fitness organizations across the industry. This is who we get to chat with today, Wolves. Get ready. Hi, Portia. <laughs> Hi, Lotus. How are Thank you? Thank you. I'm so well. Thank you for that amazing intro. Oh, this was a I good have intro. to like bring you with me everywhere I go. I feel like <laughs> I'm an excellent hype woman, by the way. Like that's a that's a side hustle, but like I I'm always down to hype up incredible people. So take I me with you. It. <laughs> Oh, um, I want to talk about <clears throat> how we met because it was mm. like divine fate, mm. you know, because I had just, it was so funny. I had walked past Shakti Bar when it was in mm -hmm. Harlem plenty of times and just like, oh, such a cute space and just would keep walking past it and not really realizing that like it was this like wellness hub for like incredible mm -hmm. women. And then um, d throughout modeling, Caitlin was telling me mm -hmm. about the studio that she was working at Harlem. I'm like, what studio are you working at in Harlem? I'm like, I don't know any yoga studios in Harlem. Like, what are you talking about? And then she's like, it's Shockley Bar. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then somehow I was able to apply for the internship and it wasn't through mm -hmm. Caitlin. I don't know. It was very weird. And you were the first person that I met besides Emily. Mm. and I was just like oh mm -hmm. she's cool and I'm always down to meet cool black women first off like the minute that I see that you're a cool yes. black woman I'm just like oh my god family hi. yes me too yes and I remember we had this really dope conversation just talking about like I was just very excited that you were pro-black if that makes sense I know that sounds crazy mm -hmm. people would be like what why would she not be pro-black she's black no but I <laughs> Mm, I completely understand what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I 
Absolutely. I'm pro-black. And I think it's possible because of the way our society is shaped Mm -hmm. to be a black person and not even realize that you are pro-black or maybe not be feel comfortable being vocal about it. I am very comfortable being vocal about it. Um, So, yes. And I and I just feel so um, I just feel so like lit up. I feel so fulfilled when I can express myself freely with other black women Mm -hmm. um which is kind of what brought me to shakti bar in the first place Mm. i saw it was one of the first places even before the harlem studio it was one of the only places actually that i saw two two other instructors not one but two actually other instructors who look like me right and yes and i was like oh my gosh i I I have to work here. There's nowhere else I could work. Oh my goodness! You know, I'm that. like, so yes. And I and I was so I was so excited when I met you and you were telling me about your um your skincare yes. line, your beauty line, yes. and I was like, this is this is someone that like I. I just am so happy to connect with on like a deeper level. Oh my God. I felt the exact, when I say the exact same way, and it's for the same reasons. It's like, one, let me clarify. Being pro-Black does not mean that you're anti-white because for some reason, I have no idea why people assume that. It just means that I really am for my people and Mm -hmm. for our advancement in society because we deserve it and it's long Mm -hmm. overdue and we should be celebrating our excellency. So when I get to see and meet other women who also feel that same way and who are unapologetic in appreciating their blackness there's just something so comforting about that especially in the world of wellness because for a very long time and I can even say even up until now like except for like the recent um events that have happened this year that have just kind of catapulted black culture and wellness it's been very whitewashed and it's been very hard Yes. to find fitness studios or to find yoga centers or just even like I can I can always remember being the only black body in a lot of these wellness spaces and how uncomfortable mm-hmm. I would feel when they would like casually talk about tanning and like oh I don't want to get too dark and, and you're just kind of like this is uncomfortable but because I'm the only black person <laughs> the majority feel like it's completely okay to talk about things that I wouldn't consider wellness for me as a as a black mm. body you know so when I saw you and I saw the other black instructors at Shakti Bar, I was like, oh my God, like I, I know I felt safe first off. And I think that that's yes. a big part of um, diversifying as well. Like all bodies should feel safe in the space that they are in. Mm-hmm. And I can't feel mm-hmm. safe if there's no one else that reflects me. It's very difficult because it's just kind of like there's no one to even relate to um, maybe any of the experiences I may have had. Yes. Yes, I mean, so I've I've talked with you, or I I think you I did a post um a couple months ago about this concept of weathering. Yes, which, yes, um, yes, yes, which is essentially the uh it's the early it's the increased likelihood of early deterioration of Black folks due to the stress of having to fight racism every day. Yes, and. I think one of the ways, one of the best ways we can help prevent that, one of the best ways we can help alleviate kind of the side effects of that is to create intentional safe spaces for 
people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I mean, for me, it's that that has really changed my life. And there really is something kind of, um, something kind of like uh, stress relieving. There is something kind of instantly. Um, sort of alleviating about feeling like you're in a safe space, like your body is in a safe space, Mm -hmm. especially in a space where you're supposed to be, you know, physically, um, you know, physically strengthening or physically, you know, being being tested, you should be safe. Yes. And what's so what's, uh, you know, so true is that the, the reality is for for almost all of time <laughs> that we've created this idea of like physical wellness, like, you know, the the physical practice of yoga or bar or, you know, hit or what have you mm-hmm. insert your type of workout here. Mm-hmm. Um, for as long as we've had these physical practices um, in this kind of boutique space, it has not been safe yeah. for, it has not been an emotionally safe space uh, for black and brown people. Yes. Um, particularly what I, particularly in the areas that I sort of have my expertise, which is Pilates and uh, bar. Mm. Um, you know, I grew up actually doing ballet. This, that's how I kind of got into this whole thing. I went to school for musical theater um, and all of that stuff. And I always say to people, you know, the roots, the roots of ballet are extremely racist. Yes, they the are. The roots of ballet in, oh God, in America <laughs> are extremely racist. I mean, the founder, you know, what who people would call the godfather of American ballet is this guy named George Balanchine. And he actually said, Misty Copeland talks about this all the time. Um, he actually said that uh, the perfect ballerina should have a small head. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thin you know a thin body Mm -hmm. and her skin this is a direct quote her skin should be the same shade as an inside of an apple so he was (laughs) (laughs) yes you mean the seed i mean no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is what we were dealing with right and it's kind of trickled down and this ideology I mean, it's in ballet, but it's really everywhere yeah. in, in physical practices. Right. This idea kind of trickled down into every vertical of, you know, of the of the bar world, of the, you know, of the fitness world, you know, in terms of like what an exemplary person is supposed to to look like. Mm. And um, that that always really got to me and really frustrated me. And, you know, made me kind of, uh, you know, want to speak up about it. That's because I felt like people didn't even realize they were participating in in perpetuating this, you know, this kind of ideology. And that's the crazy thing. Most people don't even realize how embedded it is. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. this type of culture is super foundational in almost any part of fitness even when you think about yoga like yoga doesn't even come from this country and we've somehow been able to like strip it of all of its um traditions and just decided like okay we just need to have like white people at the forefront and we need to be certified in ways that are not traditional or even honorable to the actual practice of yoga and we only focus on like certain aspects of yoga knowing that there are eight limbs like there's just so much to 
process when you think about the fitness and the wellness world and how um, just foundational whitewashing has become or has always been in those spaces. So I wanted to really ask you, like, what does diversity and inclusion in fitness and wellness even mean? Like, what does that look like for Black bodies? Right. Well, I think, first of all, it it looks like inclusive hiring. Mm. I think a really big piece of, of uh, calling yourself an inclusive company or, or calling yourself an inclusive brand is having representatives, having ambassadors that look like everybody, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of people started to reckon with the fact that they were not representative in their hiring this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a really big part of it, number one. Number two, I think uh, there has to be a very heightened awareness of cultural appropriation mm-hmm. in the space, in the way that you use music, um, in the way that you use the practice, particularly when we talk about the practice of yoga, mm-hmm. right? The difference between appropriation and appreciation is when you when you're appreciating the practice you have this very full and profound understanding and acknowledging and acknowledgement and you really honor the the whole holistic you know culture of of you know of the practice when you appropriate you essentially kind of pick and choose which pieces you like um and i think to be an inclusive yoga space yoga brand what have you you must you must have this incredibly deep understanding and connection to the entire ancient practice yes yes (laughs) and that must show up in in the way that you run your business Mm -hmm. so I think that's number two and then number three I think is just creating uh being being vocal about your your stance on on social issues because here's the thing like who i'm gonna launch into this now ready but like let's go (laughs) black lives black lives matter Mm -hmm. is not a political statement i don't know how many times i need to repeat that um it's not a political statement it's it's a human rights thing yes it, it's a social it's a social issue it's a human rights issue so being really clear about where you stand with that is first of all it's not political mm-hmm. and and second of all is completely necessary if you actually want to build an inclusive brand and inclusive space Agreed. so I think the the third most most important piece of of how DEI kind of shows up how it can show up in wellness is brands being vocal and being crystal clear about where they stand on these issues. Yes. And that's so important, especially again, in this fitness and wellness world, because one, one reason why I love Shakti Bar, I can, and we keep talking about Shakti Bar, but that's again, that's just where we met. <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. yes. a part of our livelihood. Um, but one reason why I appreciated that, that space that was created is simply because they were very outspoken about it. And it was at a time where, I was looking at the things that I was giving my energy and attention to. And I was just kind of like, if I don't see that, and I need to see it as well, not just 
um, we say it in private conversations, not just it's casually mentioned, not a hashtag, right? Not just a black square. I need to actually see mm. action being taken that shows that you mm-hmm. care about my black life. If you want mm-hmm. me to continue to give you my resources, my time or my energy um, to support your company. And I love the fact that I was able to sense that and see that um, via Shanti Bar. Uh, because of you, honestly, Portia, because I was able to see you being um, mm. highlighted and promoted in such a space and seeing that they were really, truly sending out company emails and really asking us as Black bodies, like, what can we do? <clears throat> How can we help you guys feel more safe? Because, um, sorry, my voice is like, guys, work with me today because I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but so Corinne is one of the uh, founders of Shakti Bar. We actually had a very deep conversation where she expressed being a white woman. She's like, you know, I don't fully understand, but I'm always willing and actively doing my part to learn how to create and make these spaces even more safer for women like yourself. And just hearing she, really she does. does like she's yeah. an, she is someone that I'm just like, yes, this is what you consider she's- an ally. That is her. Yeah, she's doing the work. And she's never <laughs> even, like, called, like, she's never even gone through the business of, like, calling herself an out, like, you mm-hmm, know, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't even, she just skips that part altogether. She's just, like, I'm, she just shows up. And that's how you, you know? know you have a real ally, first off, especially yes. in this world, because I can't, first off, when everything hit the fan with BLM this uh, year, I had several companies that I will not name because you're not getting free Mm -hmm. publicity on my on my podcast (laughs) but um they were reaching out like oh we would love for you to like host a guided meditation or could you do some tarot reading this this, and this and I was like sure uh send me your stats on how blackness looks in your company you know I need Mm -hmm. to know who's in your company how many times you've done this also what is the rate what's your budget because I'm not just doing this because you just realize that my life matters. Um, this is also my life. So what is your budget to see if it works with what it is that I can offer? Right. I'm also open to, like, custom tailoring, but like, I'm not just giving you things for free. And when I tell you, when I came back with that information for them, how many were just like, Oh, well, we weren't thinking about paying you because this is just such a big issue. And I'm like, so you want me to take over your Instagram for an entire day, lead a full on workshop, and not be compensated because you need to mm. see my black face on your timeline. I'm so mm. confused. Like it was just such a very um, disrespectful thing. First off, if you are listening and you do own a boutique uh, fitness company, or maybe it's a larger one, and you're looking for more black bodies to fill in these spaces. It is not okay to ask black practitioners to give of their livelihood to give of their expertise and not offer anything in return me being on your platform means nothing to me i don't care if you have a million people following you or if it's just five people what what's going on in the background why do you think that that's appropriate and on top of the fact of that when you're giving me the budget and this is just for any practitioner i'm just gonna put this out there max out that budget because nine out of ten the budget they're giving you is not what they would give white counterparts and i know this firsthandedly and that's something oh that God. is just so, um, it was just so, I can't just, it was just disrespectful to me. So then when I was working with Shakti Bar and I wasn't getting that experience at all, I was just kind of like, oh my God, why aren't there more companies like this? Why, why, why? Because there are so many incredible black and brown practitioners who are giving of themselves because they, they need to expand their platform and they care and they're passionate about what they're doing. 
but they are literally in the backdrop being treated poorly, given pennies for years and decades of work that they've cultivated. And for me, it's just like, if you don't have diversity and inclusion in your company, you are literally going to be disrespecting people in their professions. Yes. And oh that makes gosh, it a human race issue. That, that's, that's humanity yes. that you are lacking. Yes. Oh my God. Speak, girl. Speak. You know out. what I mean? Like, oh, Portia, you already know my heart, girl. <laughs> you know my heart. Yes. He, well, let me tell you. Well, let's let's back that up right now with, with the numbers. You know, we know for a fact that you know, according to Labor Statistics Bureau, that uh, white. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Black women make sixty-three cents to every white male mm-hmm. dollar. Right. That makes absolutely no None. sense. Um, especially when you multiply that by people's salaries, right? That's a, that's a huge discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Not only that, even even when you look at the comparisons between, um, uh, actually, I think PayScale did a, they also did a a study, uh, I think uh, in 2018 that showed the uh, that showed black men's earnings compared to. Uh, their white counterparts with the same education in the same positions with the same experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they still were earning 98 cents to every white male dollar. Mm -hmm. And that might not seem like a lot again, like in just in that little, you know, just in that kind of little abstract. But again, when you multiply that by people's salaries over years and years and years, that's a big that's a big difference. That's a significant difference for people who literally have the same experience and same, uh, same experience, same job title and same education level. Right. That makes absolutely no sense, especially for for people who, you know, who have who have had the opportunity to have a higher education. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate of of pulling back the curtain on this issue um, and, and for black women to speak up and, and feel comfortable talking about money Mm -hmm. because when, when they do, it empowers other women to do the same thing, other black and brown women to do the exact same thing. And that's, what's going to help us start to even out this wage gap a little bit because it makes absolutely no sense. None. Um, it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. And there's, and I'm, and you can't tell me that there's any other reason outside of racial bias that would explain the difference. A hundred percent, especially when, because exactly what you said about like having the exact same experience. And I've unfortunately been in situations where I've have more experience than my counterpart mm. and it's, it's somehow in some way not receiving, uh, equal pay or, um, equal support in the back run. Right. Because it's like, when you're being asked to do all these things, you still have to cultivate a class or you still have to teach it and things like that. Like having that extra yes. resource and support can also be a way of having, um, of lacking and helping that black body, you know, explore and express themselves. So all mm-hmm. of that is super important. And it's something to definitely take note of if you are a black practitioner, share that information especially with with your circle right if you feel a little Mm -hmm. uncomfortable sharing it you know on a larger scale then okay right step by step I don't want anyone to feel like oh y'all ask it way too much right but at least be able to tell your friends so I have other women in my life 
um, who are practitioners. Almost all my girlfriends are practitioners at this point. Um, and I have a lot who will also do what I do, which is guided meditations. And we have to share our numbers. We, we're at the point now where mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, I just did you know, this with this big company and they paid me this much. And they're like, okay, cool. Now I can keep my eye out for that. Not just for that company, but for any company that is in that, um, I want to say like in that circle, right? So like if it's a big social media company, like it may not be the yes. exact same one that you're doing, but at least now you have a range to work with and you can tell when they're giving yes. you the budget, like, oh, I know you have more money than this. Right. Hold you know, that they're giving you the short end. Yes. Of the and you can advocate That's for yourself right. and you yes. can, cause sometimes it's not just about being featured on these platforms. You're like, oh, well I did this meditation for so-and-so. Cause that really doesn't bring you much credibility, especially if they're not promoting on their platform, right. especially if they're not doing their part to, um, highlight you being this expert that they reached out to. And unfortunately, that's exactly what's happening with Black practitioners. They're being asked like in this very uh, (laughs) quiet space of like, hey, can you do this for us, this and this? And it's not being publicized. It's not being highlighted. But then when it's time to do statistics, they're like, oh, but wait a minute, we hired her this time ago. But it's like, you paid her less than she was worth. You didn't didn't promote her in any way, shape or form. And you're this major conglomerate. Like there are so many other issues that are attached to being a black practitioner in the fitness and wellness space. And that's why I'm happy that we have uh, advocates and people like you, Portia, who are able to sit there and be vulnerable and be upfront and be super transparent on their journeys. Um, so that we all can witness it and be like, oh, snap, I didn't know that I could be experiencing weathering or I didn't know that, you know, this thing could happen to me. But because of your platform and because of you stepping into that space, we now have the verbiage. We now have the tools and resources to stand up for ourselves and also be okay with turning things down that do not serve you. Oh, my gosh. You know, Monique Melton, who's uh, who's another um, who's another uh, anti-racism um, worker. She's got a much, she's got a pretty big platform. She talks about all the time how um, actually asking black people to do things for free is a form of violence. yes, um, because it uh, the kind of historical context of that is it's very violent right especially in the united states of Mm -hmm. america black people have were forced to do were forced to do free labor um in an extremely violent way right that is ingrained in american history it is unfortunately ingrained in american institutions Mm -hmm. so when you ask black people to do something for free for you where you get something and they don't get anything right it's a parasitic kind of uh like relationship (laughs) essentially um it is it's actually perpetuating some of the uh kind of historical uh violence that exists in this country right Mm -hmm. uh black people were responsible for the strengthening for the creation of the american economy Mm -hmm. and yet were beaten and killed for for that exact same thing um, you know, literally gave their lives to to create this American to create the American economy. There would be no American economy without slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's let's really let's really be clear about that. Um, so, asking Black people to do something for free is is violent. It's inherently violent. Um, 
So yes, I'm always advocating for uh, for people to pay black women, pay black women, and pay them what they're yes. worth. Yes, and black women <laughs> already tax. Okay, <laughs> max out the budget yes. and add on more, and don't be afraid to. First of all, you'll be very surprised in what you ask for. So people are either going to say mm-hmm. one or two things. They're either going to say okay, sure, or they're going to say no. <laughs> and both answers exactly. are super clear. Okay, sure means that you are now being seen and respected and given what you're worth, which means now you can give of your expertise, give of your zone of genius without that uh, that resentment that can come with being paid for less than what you're worth. And if they say no, you mm-hmm. have all this free time now to now dedicate to people who will say yes. You don't have to take it because it, uh, you think it's your only preach. offer. Like you are an incredible... Um, powerful, well-educated practitioner or person. You don't need to always take on these things simply because of the name of the company. It's just, it's, yes. there's so, you're worth so much more, so much more. Yes. And, and really believing, and now I'm kind of putting on like my business mentor hat, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but you, you really need to, you know, cause I, I'm a personal trainer um, you know, and obviously I work with, uh, I work with, I work kind of as a, a consultant and like educator in, in this diversity space. And you kind of have to, first of all, be confident in your, in your pricing, yes. right? Be confident in, in, in what you're worth. And when it's time to ask you, you do not kind of shrink you don't avoid it. Mm-hmm. You confidently say, they'll ask, the client asks, how much is it? And you confidently say, it's this amount of dollars, period. Don't say anything else. Don't explain. And wait for them to respond. Mm-hmm. And be okay with that comfortable <laughs> side. There's a silence yes. that comes, but it's okay. It's okay. Yes. Be, there's power in the pause. There's power in the yes. pause. And I've learned that from negotiating for myself. There's no need for me to sit there and say, well, it's X amount because I've been no, in this no, no. and it, yeah. no, it's, it's this. You don't need to qualify price. it. That's you it. don't need to qualify it. You just say, this is my price, period. And, and wait. Yes. And they will respond. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know? And, and once you, and once you say that, then, then you, then, you know, it's out of your hands Yeah. at that point. You don't waver. You don't negotiate. You say, this is what it mm-hmm. is. Um, and people will match you there or they won't. Yeah. And the ones that are meant for you will, and, and the ones that are meant for you will, will pay you your price. Um, it, and you'd be surprised how often people just are, people will actually get what they're asking for, but they're just afraid to ask. Yes. You know, um, but they're just they're just afraid to ask in in the first place. Um, you'd be surprised, you know, and this evening, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, obviously you're you're setting all of your own prices. Mm-hmm. But even if you're working for someone else, they're they're easily as somebody who's been a manager, there easily could be room in the budget for you to receive a raise. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised how little people, especially women, how little people ask for a raise. Yep. But if you just ask for it, you have no idea what, what will be on the other side. 100%. Like you just have to be confident in your own, you know, in your own self-worth. Mm. Confident in your own self-worth. I feel like 
as much as I want to continue talking deeply about this, because this is something <laughs> I'm super passionate about and I really want um, my wolves to really understand, to be confident in their self-worth and to ask for what they deserve. Um, mm -hmm. Because, oh, man, the thing about it too, is just inherently, especially as Black women, we never really ask for what we deserve because what we deserve is a oh. lot more. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Black women should be paid the most. The Think most. about all yes. the things that we do. Yes. The culture <laughs> that we bring, just the, the type of awareness and mindfulness that is ingrained in us from simply being in this space of oppression of us like it's just there's just so many layers to it I feel like we're gonna have to do like a part two to this or something because this is I just want to make sure that you all are taking notes because as two black women practitioners who are actively in this game in the fitness and wellness world and continuing to be rising stars like we're really just wanting to share our own experiences and this experiences of our sisterhood that mm -hmm. so that you can move forward more confidently so you don't have to question your worth um in spaces that maybe I may have had to go through and maybe Portia may have had to go through we're hoping that you can kind of like skip over that and just get right yeah. back to um living well and being treated well and being paid well because that is truly what you deserve and not to limit yourself because you think that you don't deserve it like there's mm. there's you do deserve it especially if the opportunity has come to you especially if they're seeking you out max out the budget and yeah. be okay with it and know that what you give them is going to be quality because you yourself are of quality period that's yes. it Oof. i'm so excited right now Portia. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so yes i want to um cap the conversation there because I feel like that's a lot for people to process and understand and I don't want to overwhelm them mm -hmm. and sometimes when we talk about money especially as black women if you haven't kind of strengthened that muscle you can feel um overwhelmed like even me I've been practicing my money mindset and getting better at expansiveness but even then there's like physical symptoms right my money my voice starts to like get weird and stuff like that like it, it's it's a part of mm -hmm. the process of unlearning but um I do want to talk about what you have that's coming up so that we can jump on it and support you so I know you have a training on intersectional feminism okay please yes going. <laughs> tell me tell me tell me yes. tell me okay so I am uh creating a on-demand training so I do uh, virtual kind of one-off trainings on different subjects and I do at least one a month mm. so um, my previous one was about talking to your family about racism <laughs> um, and uh, my next one is going to be on the dangers of white feminism mm. essentially and how uh, we can all be intersectional feminists, yes. right? How we can be inclusive of feminists. All bodies. And, and what that, yes. yes, of all bodies and what that means and what that looks like um, and, and how to actually do yes. it. So, yes, that's going to be available uh, this, this week. Yes, in real time, and that's December will, 9th. Yeah. Yes, and it will be available forever. Um, on demand on my platform yay okay perfect and I'll have all that linked in the show notes as always you guys know you can come to the show notes to click to learn more about Portia to obviously follow her and support her on Instagram and on her platform share her classes 
with your community because she is actually making this easier for us to have these difficult conversations um, about inclusivity and diversity and for us to be better educated on what that looks like so that we can have more of that in our experiences. So again, make sure you're following Portia. She is truly a gem. She's incredible. (laughs) And uh, um, are you teaching any classes on the Shakti app? I okay, am, perfect. I am also teaching classes on the Shakti app. Yes, I'll be, I teach Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, perfect. Yes. So if you guys don't know, Shakti Bar is coming out with an incredible app <laughs> and it launches yes. in early 2021. I will be on there as a featured energy reader and Portia will be teaching Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And what classes will you be going over? Because I know you said bar and... Yes. So I'm doing, so there'll be pre-recorded videos of me on there. And then I teach live uh, Mondays. I teach Shakti Bar Tuesdays, a Shakti Bar class. And then on Wednesdays, I teach a core focused Mm. uh, class. So lots of abs moment if you're, if you're. And I am because I've taken Porsche's classes. (laughs) And let me tell you something, they are literally my favorite classes I remember moving uh, my schedule around so that I can be at your classes because oh, I was like wait Porsche's is teaching oh I'll be there <laughs> so oh yes, my gosh when I say that she is an attentive uh instructor that she also is relatable like I never felt like you were like this super high pedestal that can sometimes happen especially like in bar where you just feel like your instructor is mm. just like super freaking fit and you're just no you're never going to be anything close to it I love the fact that you make the um the exercises and the flows, I feel stronger with every set. And I feel oh. like a reflection of you in that sense, which is very, which was a very new experience for me when I started at Shakti Bar. So please, Wolves, if you guys are into fitness and wellness, which I'm sure you are because you guys listen to this podcast. She's an incredible instructor. Uh, she also does private uh, training as well, personal one-on-one training. Yes. So check that out too. Everything is in the show notes. Portia, thank you so very much for taking the time out and the energy to talk about this topic in particular, because we need this. And I hope that this episode just goes wild in these wellness streets. So people know, <laughs> like, look, this is how we need to be treated. This is how it looks. And this is the this is just the beginning. It's only going to get better and better and better for us. I truly believe that, especially because we have advocates like you who are willing to stand up and say something and also do something. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So very much. Thank you so much for having me. I, this has been an absolute pleasure. I don't know where the I time know, went. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, well, you guys know the drill, okay? If you love this episode, which I know you do, you need to leave a rating. (laughs) You know, we want to be the number one podcast uh, in wellness. So leave that five-star rating. Y'all know y'all want to. Make sure you subscribe and you share this episode with all of your wolves. We want to bring all of our lost wolves back home to Lobeland so they can run free and flourish in this beautiful environment that we have cultivated. Okay, wolves, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Lotus Loba and my business page, Loba Land Beauty, for more tips on beauty and manifesting and meditations and all the wonderful things that I get to do for you. All right, wolves, I love you to the moon and back and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.